This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Before we look too far ahead, remember there's a game Sunday. Let's look at that with our numbers game and our predictions. Every Friday, ChicagoTribune.com. Dan Weeder has a numbers package. Dan, what are some of the highlights this week? We're going to start with the defense here, and I'm going to give you one that is probably going to open your eyes, and it's 80.7. It's the number of rushing yards per game that the Bears have allowed. This season, a year ago, they were allowing 157.3 per game. That was second to last in the NFL. They are suddenly the NFL's best run defense. And not only are the, the, the NFL's best run defense in 2023, Brad Biggs has a terrific piece coming this weekend about how they could become, quite possibly, the best run defense in Bears history. Oh, my gosh. The current leader in that category is the 2008 team that held uh, opponents to 80.0 rushing yards per game. The 2001 team was at 82.1, and the 1985 Chicago Bears allowed 82.4 rushing yards per game. It gives you a little bit of perspective because those three defenses that we're talking about in 85, 01, and, and 18 are three of the best we've ever seen here. Obviously, one is by far the best we've ever seen. And this team, in, in terms of stopping the run, has elevated itself to a level that we would not have foreseen being even fathomable when the year started. That's a good one. Wow. All right. I have a couple, but I want to get to yours first. What's the second one? All right. The second one is eight. It's the uh, past defense rank of the Atlanta Falcons, who are allowing 197.5 yards per game through the year. They've been really good on third down, David, this year. Uh, third in the league on third down, allowing 33.3% conversion rate and really good in the red zone. Tops in the red zone uh, as, as a, a defense overall. That's going to be a challenge for Luke Getze, Justin Fields, and the rest of that offense. It's something to, to wrap your brain around as you're making your last-minute adjustments to your prediction. I think what you're telling me is that this is unlikely to be the 13th time in 37 starts that Justin Fields surpasses 200 passing yards, which is one of the more remarkable stats uh, in his 30 in his three years in Chicago. Could be difficult. Could be difficult. My last number here for you is a little bit off the path, but it's four. It's the number of finalists for the class of 2024 of the Pro Football Hall of Fame who were members of the Bears. Obviously, it starts with Devin Hester, who's in his third year uh, as one of the 15 modern era finalists. He is joined on that list by Julius Peppers, who spent four of his uh, seasons here with the Bears, obviously the bulk of his career in Carolina, and then three seasons after Chicago with the hated Green Bay Packers. And then Jared Allen, who played a season and three games with the Bears uh, in 2014 and 2015. His time wasn't long here. I obviously go back with Jared to my two seasons in Minnesota, uh, a, a great player there. But uh, you add in senior finalist we talked about uh, previously, Steve Mongo McMichael, who's almost certainly getting the green light to Canton this next year. And you have to figure out if he's going to be joined by any of those other three guys that I just mentioned. I think Steve McMichael goes in. It's going to be a great day in Chicago when that is made official. Uh, I think Julius Peppers is likely to get in. He is, to me, uh, a no-brainer uh, on this list of 15. I hope Devin Hester gets in. I, I have lost a little bit of the confidence. It's probably not as strong as it was maybe a year ago. I was a little surprised he didn't get in. It's difficult for specials, even though he did change the game. I would vote for him. 
but I just don't know how much support he has in that room. It's difficult Jared, in general, too. You got to remember yeah. that this list of 15 is loaded with guys, and then you, you it's absolutely capped at five. So only five of that 15 can get in. And so you're going to leave 10 really damn good football players out again. And, and, and that's what's happened to Devin the last two years. And I think Jared Allen might be one of those 10 left out. I, I, he's got some numbers. He had some flair. He was probably one of the guys who was up for the good guy award when he was in Chicago because he could be <laughs> fun to stand around and listen to. But I don't think this is his time. But that that news came out on, on Wednesday and you just waited and you feel – a little bit of anxiety for Devin Hester, excitement for Mongo, and I think a sense of confidence when you talk about Julius Pepper. So that's a good list. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. My, my numbers are courtesy of two, courtesy of our good friends at Pro Football Focus, which stood out to me perusing social media earlier today. I didn't realize that Kyla Gordon, I knew he had a very good game. I did not realize that according to their metrics that he had the uh, highest – he was the highest graded cornerback in week 16 or in the NFL with a 90.3 rating. That just underscores to me. I know I don't know what they're grading. I really don't know the metrics. I don't know what they're measuring. But you watched that game and you didn't need any analytics to tell you that this guy was flashing. And this was one of those games that Kyler Gordon's going to jump off the screen when you watch the tape. And he's had... Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. After starting slow because of the injury that he had to miss the time, he's really had a pretty solid season, Dan. Well, you've heard me sing his praises more than once. And just the presence that he brings and the way he plays, the, the physicality at his size to uh, be aggressive and attacking in that nickel role has been fun to watch. You know, and, and, and when you see some of the plays he makes uh, at his size and, and with the tenacity that, w- that he plays with, you, you, you understand why the Bears coaching staff feels so strongly about his career ascent. And the other number, courtesy of PFF, is 93. And that's the percentage chance the Bears have of having the number one overall pick. The Panthers <laughs> play the Jaguars. Then they finish with the Bucks. It'd be inconceivable to me right now, sitting here, to think that they're going to win both those games. And if they lose only one, the Bears have the number one overall pick, which makes all of the other conversations necessary. If they didn't have that kind of certainty with the number one overall pick, some of this debate with Justin Fields about the quarterback moving forward would make a little more sense to me. It really doesn't, only because of the likelihood, the 93% chance that they will have the number one overall pick. Yeah, I mean, that's a strong likelihood. The last I checked, I was really happy to bring home tests that had 93% on the top of them when I was in school. And so that tells me that it's pretty good, right? Like that they're going to have the, the number wow. one pick. And we'll wow. see what, you, went, you, you went to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in, in honor of our buddy Jeff Dickerson, I'm wearing the Illinois. Oh, that's uh, great. That's Illini great. Golf shirt oh, I can't today. believe I dissed Illinois. Oh, yeah, GD would you, respect that. I-L-L-O-M-G. That. I graduated with high honors from Illinois, Mr. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Laugh it up over there. So uh, no. with, with honors and high or high honors okay so all right those are our numbers uh this week let's get to our predictions of bringing adam stadzinski who my sense is that studs has had a good week riding high in the momentum of last week's victory 
his successful prediction. Studs, what say you? Bears, Falcons, Sunday on the lakefront. I see, you know, it's funny because of the holiday. I, I hadn't even thought about predicting this game until we started recording this pod. And I remembered, oh, I got to send Cody Westerland my prediction for the score website. <laughs> so I hope it, I'm not even sure if it's going to get on there or not. But <clears throat> uh, anyway, I do want to say real quick on the on the Hall of Fame guys you mentioned. Um, I think I can't imagine if you're a Hall of Fame voter not checking yes on Julius Peppers. Like, I, I just how what else do you need from watching that guy play? Right. Like, I think when when it first came out that he was going to be on the ballot this year, we were talking about it on the Bernstein Home Show and Dan Bernstein just goes, that would be a yes. And, and we're going to move on from that. <laughs> well, Studs, I'm just going to point this out again, because this is one of those things that gets kind of clouded over in the process every single year. Only five guys of those 15 get to the yes or no vote every year. So there may be 99 percent of the room that believes Julius Peppers is a yes. But at the same time, if there's five other guys that, that get passed along to that yes or no vote first, then you're left waiting. It's a silly process, in my opinion, because it just kind of delays the inevitable and puts a lot of, of these legends of the game through a lot of anxiety and stress when quite possibly everyone in that room agrees with you that it's just a yes and, and they're onward. I think it's very similar with Devin. I think there's a little pushback on him because he's a specialist, but most people I've talked to think that it's a matter of when, not if with him. And so you just, you're left to, to, to play that cruel waiting game. Right. And, and yeah, I, I did also want to say on Devin, like I understand there's a lot of other good players, but it, it, it's enough is enough. Like he should have been in two years ago. So, and I know we're a little biased having watched him his whole, basically his entire career here with the bears, but like, come on. I don't like you listen to the way the coaches that were in the league back yeah, then and talk and about players, him and the players. It, yeah. It's yeah. So it's universal. I digress. Uh, so it, new year's Eve bears Falcons. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I look at. I think these two teams are actually pretty similar in talent across the board, but the Falcons' quarterbacks just stink out loud. And so, and Arthur Smith tends to like every other game forget that he has three to four really good playmakers on his offense, and Bijan Robinson, and Kyle Pitts, and Drake London, and even their backup running back is pretty is pretty damn good. So I, I just. I think that when you consider the quarterback play and the fact that Arthur Smith just forgets about these guys every other week, that Bears are going to force a couple turnovers and Justin Fields in the offense. Falcons defense is good, but Justin Fields in the offense feeds off those turnovers and they get the win 23 to 19 and we all have a, a happy new year. Wow. Pop the corks 23 to 19. All right. Interesting. So I've got a weird feeling about this game. First and foremost, David, I wanted to let you know that I put in an advance request for them to have more shrimp pregame at the uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve celebration at Soldier Field. I, I wanted you to know that that was at least the request is in. Uh, I <laughs> I do have a funny feeling about this game, and I'm a little bit worried about the Bears' uh, offensive injuries and their availability, particularly for, for Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, I can't get past the fact that they're playing Taylor Heineke. And, and I, I just don't know that there's enough there for this Bears team with a, a, a surge of confidence and a surge of momentum to slip on the banana peel here. I, I think there's some some danger here. We talked about the Falcons defense and their ability to make this a long, tough day for the Bears. But I, it just this is a game that you have to win if you want to firmly establish yourself as a middle tier team climbing to the upper tier team. And so I'm giving Justin Fields a late game winning drive and I'm giving the Bears a 23 to 20 win. 
Wow. I think that's an interesting way to frame it. And if that happens, good for Justin Fields. I don't think it's going to come down to that. I think that you have in Taylor Heineke, the kind of quarterback who I have a lot of respect for. And I liked what Montez Sweat had to say about him as a teammate in Washington, because that I think, you know, that's what you want. If you're a quarterback, you want to impress people on the other side of the line of scrimmage. But this is the kind of quarterback that this defense takes advantage of. I think it could be a takeaway fest. I think the Bears have a lot of odd momentum for a team that's six and nine. There's a lot of belief yeah. there. They know that they can win their fifth straight game at Soldier Field. My sense is internally in the building, they're stressing that. They want to cling to that because they want to cling to something. The season hasn't gone exactly the way they wanted, but you finish the season with that many consecutive victories at home, you start to forge an identity. And I think this season uh, will be determined. You know, Obviously, it, it was probably dictated by what happened in September, but I think they finished strong, and that continues Sunday. 31-19, to 19 Bears. Three for three. Wow. Three for three. All right. Happy New Year indeed.